2: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their nothing but net channel. That is every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You want to hear us after the USA basketball games, make sure that you go there. We've got the live streams going there. We've got live streams every night and the debut of the Dono Daily, Alex Dono Daily Show. Is this Thursday? Also, check out fivereasonsports.com. The latest from Brady Hawk, Craig Davis, and everybody else in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Lots of Dolphins content went up today and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network if you need help with it you got to check out cpt That's cpt of south florida which has been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades they specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it if you own a smaller medium business and you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs you got to give tj a call right now he's been helping south florida businesses save thousands per month big south florida sports fan too so you can talk to him about that but the big thing is he's going to help you with your business. With a cloud phone system, you can work from anywhere on any device. Free in-person consultation. Call TJ at 954-966-2766. That's 954-966- 2766 if you call now there's a promotion that includes 25% off all cloud phone service including free phones and the first 2 months of service free deal with an owner not a sales rep give TJ at cpt a call that's 954-966-2766 or the website cpt-florida that's cpt-florida.com and now today's episode
3: 5 on the floor, ride for my dogs well, here's the thing, you can check the score Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs Just like said, you in trouble, y'all Kept the floor plan, got them all bang Y'all seen the block, stop one hand Impact with trust, inspire, have the guts We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
3: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Silvander. Uh, today's floor plan, uh, we are going to get you guys ready for the NBA draft. Um with me is not Ethan Skolnick. He he is taking the night off. You know, taking a deep breath before the 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 calm before the storm. Uh, but with me is uh, Alex Toledo, which you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Larry Kuhn had some funny things to say in a recent episode about his handle. Uh, everybody always has some kind of comment there, and um, and I'm not even going to let Alex go with that right now. Uh, with me also is. Not uh, worth it. One one of the best writers at Five Reasons Sports. One of my favorite uh, Miami Heat writers out there right now. I think he's heavily underrated, uh, and that is Marco Romo. You can find him on many programs throughout the network, and you can follow him at Marco Romo underscores at the end there. And uh, he's danced on stage with Haley Williams. So um, that's I've been uh,
0: covering the Team USA stuff, the Nigeria stuff, throwing on highlights on Five on the Floor account. This man is a jack of all trades. And yeah, currently yeah. not even in the US, just mystery man. Marco Romo.
4: Hey, I appreciate the love.
3: Yeah, all the way from Thank Scotland too. Um, and it's perfect timing, uh, particularly from I think the uh perspective that you bring. We're gonna unpack um Miami Heat drafts. And I, I kind of want to I wanna frame this episode like this: like, really what what I kind of came into this thinking was like, let's look back at Um, And I I was honing in on post um, post LeBron era post big three era drafts like let's look at the drafts and let's try to identify some trends and different things that we've seen from the heat that we could maybe start to um, identify what they may do on Thursday and I know that's a little weird because they have no picks, so we're at a little bit of a uh, of a loss for where they're going to go. So, um, with no further ado, I just kind of want to set the stage for where we'll go with these picks and, and then, I'll, I'll, you know, bat it back and forth between Alex and Marco. Uh, so like, if we just go back to 2015, um, it was the justice J rich draft. I felt like that was, um, a, a pretty clean look. They had two picks. They made two picks. There wasn't anything funny that went on in that draft. I thought, um, and, and I'll run, I'm going to run through these till we get to 2020 and then we could talk about them. 2016. They punted, they did, they did nothing in that draft at all. Uh, 2017 came back and um, drafted Bam out of bio. I'd say that worked out. Okay. 2018, guess what they did again? They punted. Um, And there was no picks that uh, came out of that draft that I can remember. Um, And then 2019 was the hero and KZ Akpala, uh, which there was some deals that went on there. And then you lean into 2020 with precious Achua. So that's where we are as we stand today. And I I did that quickly on purpose because I think it's more um, important for us to kind of talk about the implications of those draft picks versus just naming them. So uh, Alex, I'm going to start with you. Like I, I mentioned the punting. So I think like that's an easy One that we can identify that there's certain years that the Heat just say, F this, we are not participating tonight. Um, Do you think that that is more likely? Or do you think just with the amount of movement that has been talked about around the league and the Heat really being uh, honed in on acquiring picks, do you expect them to kind of maybe get in that uh, ballpark in a way that they haven't ever before? Yeah, it's tough to
0: it's tough to navigate, man, because like we talked about, they, they've kind of gotten to this point where they have certain assets, you know, obviously you've got some top tier ones with Jimmy and Bam, but they're obviously uh, just never going to be on the table. Those guys are foundational core pieces. They got you to the finals, et cetera, et cetera. Outside of that, you've got some decent ones like Tyler, you know, you've got some KZ, you've got some Precious. Some, but if they want to make a move for you know, a higher tier guy if if they ever become available like a Bradley B or a Damian Lillard. Uh, the Harden package is kind of, I feel like, more or less the blueprint. And even, like, Drew Holiday got something like that, right? Uh, the Bucks had to throw in a bunch of draft capital and the Heat don't necessarily have all the draft capital that I think teams would look for. And so you kind of get to this point where it's like, well, you got to get creative, right? <laughs> and this is where we come down to. So maybe they they start looking to get more, more picks uh, coming into the future. But at the same time, that's not really been what the Heat's track record has been. So it's really tough to kind of see. But I just think it depends on what becomes available. Because I do think we, we all know they're trying to win in the short term. But, you know, how do you win in the short term while also keeping yourself available? Should one of these, like, top tier guys become available? And I think the draft capital is kind of like the main
3: theme of all this. It's a major sticking point. It, it's an issue. And I think that they realize that. Um, but like, if we just kind of stick to the draft first before we get into like, we're, we're already um, looking for picks down the road, which, which I'm with you, Alex, like they need to find draft capital there. But um, Marco, the other thing that we've kind of seen them do is they've identified dudes in the second round that they like, and they've tried to either tr- swap out of the first round into the, you know, uh, start of the second round or they try to acquire a pick or trade a future pick to get a guy. Um, do you, do you think that this is the type of draft class and the type of market that will um, allow them to, to get into the second round? Or do you think this is like one of those 2016, 2018 type years where they would, they would be more inclined to just punt.
4: Uh, I think it's probably more of the latter uh, to punt. Uh, Cause like for most of the draft stuff I've been hearing uh, to guys like Sam, uh, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name here, uh, Vicente, Vicente, uh and guys like Brian Schroeder, who I think is a really good draft uh, guy you should all follow, uh, his ad is at Brian J. Draft. He's been really on point on a lot of stuff. Uh, most people have said that this draft class is like top three guys, and then it's a crapshoot after that. Uh, the draft is already a crapshoot. <laughs> To where you're just having three guys, uh, it even makes it more of a punt situation. Uh, shout out to Don Crotty. Uh But when you get into the draft like this, I think Miami has no other choice, really, kind of just to stay for the undrafted guys, uh, you know, free, the free agents out there. You know, who, we don't know who they're going to get. Uh, we know the, they love projects at that spot, like Casey Arpala but we also know they love to put those projects into Skyforce and they didn't get that chance last year uh, with KZ uh, which they, they did that with JRich, Rich if you remember and that worked out really well uh, they've been more of a they've been willing to take those chances with their picks uh, and we talked about this on a, a text thread. is they don't they're not a team that trades into the draft that's not what Miami does they're they're more looking to trade out of it at, at that point so yeah I don't see them really looking to get into this uh the meat of the draft because uh, there's not going to be much meat left on that bones.
3: yeah no I'm with you like it was funny we were going through like what's the the quickest trends and and the first one we identified is they've never traded at least as far back as I can go and you heat historians who are listening can come and correct me on Twitter but I I could not reconcile that they've ever traded into the first round for a player into the first round. They've bought many second round picks for guys they like but not anyone in the first round that I could think of. The closest they ever got was Lamar Odom. They loved him, brought him in the de- night before the draft, didn't pull the trigger. There's probably been a few others down the road but um I guess uh, they have $5 million to spend and the league year ends on August the 1st. And you know what I mean? So like, at some point, like, are you, I mean, I guess they could pocket that loot, But Alex, I mean, you think that they uh, do you think that this is the type of draft class? I'm kind of going to ask you the same question. I'd like to get your perspective here. Do you think that this is the type of class where they go for a guy and try to get another? Because it's like the funnel is dry again. Like they had Kendrick and they had Tyler and they had Duncan and they had all these guys in the funnel. And now it feels like the funnel is not full. And so they need some sort of, uh, you know, they need to insert some youth, at least in the pipeline back to the sky force, as Marco said. Do you think that they're going to do that?
0: That's really tough, man. Like, you just made a lot of very valid points that you gave me to consider there because my answer kind of when you first started bringing up the question, I thought I was going to say most likely not, even though, like, I haven't looked into the the draft class enough to have enough opinions about it other than some of those top guys, probably like the first six or seven that I've looked at enough. But just outside of that, uh, from a larger scale, more big picture thing, it's tough. Like, you're right. A, A lot of these guys that they already do have in the... In the metaphorical cupboard, like, are kind of on the trading block, and especially because, like, I said before, they're kind of on this win now thing. So, again, it's tough to predict. They're at the I feel like I've said this on so many other pods, but I keep coming back to it. They're at this fork in the road, and I don't know which way they're gonna go. I was listening to Larry Kuhn pod earlier, you guys were talking about kind of you know, you're giving way to the idea of whether or not they should be conservative this summer as an under the cap team to. for the future or not and and all of this stuff is kind of around the same theme of do you just go all in this summer or not and so if you do go all in you do have to like restock that covered immediately if you're trading tyler hero if you're trading one or two of kz and precious like you're gonna really not and you're getting a lot older (laughs) if you're talking about bringing bringing in a a kyle Lowry, Mm -hmm. right so that you're right about that like but i'm still skeptical that it happens in this draft yeah no first rounder.
3: I, I think that that's totally valid. I, I think that um you know it, it is so unpredictable and 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 I do want to talk a little bit about this balance that they have of like you have to fill this pipeline and they're so good at player development now. Um so I, I want to talk about like how they balance that with this win now mentality and we're gonna do that directly after the break.
2: We'll get back to our episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. COVID may not be over, but people are starting to go out. They're going to trade shows. And if you have a business, you may want to get into a trade show, but you may not have your entire marketing team back, right? you need to reach out to somebody who can help you. So reach out to everythingtradeshows.com. That's everythingtradeshows.com. They will handle everything. They're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 states. They'll handle the logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. They can teach you the difference between renting and buying and what makes the most sense. So schedule a free consultation with everythingtradeshows.com. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882. That's 954 954- 791 791 8882. And if you mention five reasons, free booth rendering. They'll handle the whole thing for you and they'll show you how it's going to look. Everythingtradeshows.com, 954 791 8882. And now back to the episode.
3: All right. Back here on five on the floor. Um, so we're, we're kind of unpacking the recent uh, NBA drafts from the Miami Heat's perspective. And quite frankly, we've kind of buzzed through it quickly because the Heat kind of they strike quick in the draft and then they're quiet. So there's not a ton to talk about. I'm sure if this was a Sixers podcast, we would talk for three hours about everything they do in the draft. And then it never works. Sorry, I had to throw a shot in there. Um, so here's where I want to go with this. Um By the time you hear this, you may or may not have heard this bit of information, but I'll leave it here, is that uh, I've been told recently that the Heat are exploring uh, all three of the cost-controlled young players on the roster, Precious Sachua, KZ Akpala, Tyler Hero even, uh, in trades to acquire future first-round draft picks. They're not necessarily looking at 2021 picks. They want future picks, and that is with uh, a firm recognition that they need ammunition.
2: For no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H E L P.com/slash Miami Heat.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba 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 ba.
3: That things are about to pop off throughout the league. There're going to be multiple superstars that become available and they need picks. So, Marco, I want to start with you here. Um I'm interested to hear what you think about the idea of kind of punting on some of these young guys that they've invested in. And what do you think is fair value for any of those guys I mentioned um, in terms of like, could you get a future first round pick for Precious, KZ? Tyler here is a different conversation, but let's focus on Precious and KZ to start.
4: (laughs) uh, That's a loaded question. To answer the first part is I don't think you'd really be punting on the, the, situ, the players that you have right now. I think it's a certain you're at a certain point with the team with Jimmy Butler's you know window. You know, we've talked about that to death. Uh, I think you you're probably leaning more towards uh, guys who are ready now. Uh, uh, which is actually a trend I wanted to bring up was Miami is more known to draft guys who are ready now. you know uh, They're not really into guys they have to wait for which can be a, de- a detriment to them, uh, seeing as they, how they didn't pick Desmond, Desmond Bain last year uh, instead of took Precious Achua. Uh, but that's a whole another thing we can probably get into. Uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think most fans, uh, and I think most of us here would probably agree with the assessment that it, I wouldn't, we wouldn't mind them, uh, quote-unquote, punt on these guys. Uh, what you would get back in return, Uh, Tyler Hero notwithstanding, uh, I think you could definitely get a first round pick for Tyler. Uh, It'd probably be top five protected and and stuff like that. Uh, For KZ and Precious, I think you probably haven't seen enough of KZ where you would, teams would be willing to give that up. For Precious, I think you might be able to get a top 15 protected first round pick, which. What about the combination of the two? What do you think? The combination of the two, I think you, you. I still think it's probably the best case scenario is you get a top 10 yeah. protected first protected. Pick. Yeah. yeah.
3: Marco's on to something. Yeah. I, I don't think it changes much precious. I think he's probably worth what he was drafted. You know what I mean? Like essentially that's, yep. that's where he's still exactly. at. KZ uh, is not a, a, a first round pick at all. Uh, but this let, let's talk about Tyler hero, like Alex, um, I was talking to, to By the way, it's
0: too bad they don't have the Derek Jones Jr. anymore, who was like a first round pick for all those years. <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: And Roddy Magruder, too, was like a first round pick. See, that's the thing. Like, they find those undrafted guys, and I just don't know that Gabe and Max Struess are necessarily enough.
0: What about actually. now? As we're talking about it, they haven't had some of these guys because of the Skyforce stuff being so, like, all over the place and scattered, right? I feel like now maybe they can recalibrate get things back to normal. That's going to help with the guys not only on the roster, but potentially who they might like and bring on with two-way deals or whatever to the end of the bench.
3: You know what? You you just reminded me of something, and we're going to spend some time here. Pat Riley said, we may leave this draft with a couple good players. Like, he explicitly said that, which seemed like a kind of um, pointed <laughs> just thing just to say. Up. Yeah um so marco do you think like should we hold riley's words any weight there or is he just kind of banking on the fact that they're going to find a couple undrafted gems or do you think that they're really looking with that five million to purchase a pick uh, like do we should we here's the question should we take riley's words at face value
4: now that is a loaded question uh, do we ever uh in this case uh i think i think he's he might not be saying everything he's meaning in this case. I think he definitely thinks that he trusts in the heat scouting department and the developmental staff to get a guy that they'll, they can plug and play uh, in the G league, most likely. Uh, and, you know, after getting a guy like Jay Rich, who we didn't even expect anything out of him uh, much less to get us Jimmy Butler uh, that you, you never know. I think he's, he's putting his trust in the, staff around him and i think he fans are probably be, would lead into that you know why not lead into the, the developmental staff and the coaching and the scouting and all this uh, stuff together uh, i don't i still don't think they're going to trade into the draft uh, it would be shocking to me uh if it even if it's like <laughs> the 55th pick or something like that uh wow. that would shock me still uh I don't see that happening. I think they're they're going to be fine with the undrafted dudes, uh, and I, I don't want to mind it either. I I understand it. Uh, there's a lot bigger fish to fry in terms of uh, off season stuff, uh, but I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, Pat Riley's great, and I'm not going to slander him uh, much much further.
3: This is a safe space. If you need to slander Pat about some draft stuff, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm not going to jump down your throat about it. This isn't Twitter, Marco. It's all right.
4: <laughs> all right. Um, uh, yeah. Understood. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, but Alex, I must pivot back to what what I, I, I went down a road because anything Pat Riley related, I have to touch on. So let's pivot back. Tyler, Hero, absolutely
0: relevant. though.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, why didn't I lead with that? That's why Ethan hosts this thing and plays quarterback more often than I do. So, um, Tyler hero, like I I was reading something recently and I flipped it to a, a scout buddy of mine and he said, hell yeah, that's exactly the way it goes. It's like, usually, um, you could get with a late lottery pick, you could go get like a, like a, a semi-star, I'll call them. I don't know where I got that term from, a video game or something or, or back of a basketball card. Now you can like get like an above average starter-ish, starter kind of player for those back half lottery picks. You don't see like, you don't see an all-star getting traded for the 14th pick. So like, what is heroes worth? Like, could you get, Could you get two first-round picks for Tyler Hero, two future first-round picks, Alex?
0: Oh, man, that is a tough one. Maybe if you're talking about a team that knows... That
3: they're going to be good?
0: Exactly, that they're (laughs) going to have late first-rounders, maybe back-to-back years in a specific window, right? Like Brooklyn, not specifically with their... You know, I'm not even referring to whatever their draft situation is. I'm just saying like a win-now team that has a window they know they're trying to you know uh, hone in on there but other than that I don't know like maybe he could get you a first rounder right now but I just it doesn't seem like that's the move unless you have something else lined up unless you have some intel at the very least like that you that you kind of want to you're going to go from there right obviously have nothing I don't know anything about that but when it comes to Tyler Hero it's just like the way that he's been hyped up by the organization and his actual production on the floor with you know it's he's giving you more value than what you thought you were going to get, I think, at least in these first couple of years from where he was drafted. Especially, uh, I feel like if you go back to a lot of those mock drafts at the time, he was expected to be drafted later than that. And I think it was, you know, around 19, 20, 21, and they got him at 13 or 14 or whatever it was. And so I don't think he's somebody that they're going to just trade now in the short term for a first round pick for somebody who is most likely not going to be as good as him right? Because you're not going to get one of these top 10 guys who who? I just don't believe that like a team is going to do that unless you're talking like, I don't know, I can't, I, I try to think of one of these scenarios, and I really can't come up with one, maybe, you know, like Indiana, a team like that, that just happens to have like 14. And they're not really, you know, they're In trying to just anyone. Yeah, I don't know, man. But what are we really doing here?
3: Right? Yeah, but, no, no, you're right. Like, I, I want to be clear. Let me clarify something. Like, I heard um, and and it's from a very credible person that they are, you know, exploring what they could get for those guys because they need ammunition and other trades. So it's with an eye on other stuff. But I think it's very unlikely Tyler Hero would be included in anything related to the draft and for draft picks. So let's just make sure that the aggregators have that correctly. Casey Akpala and Precious achula that's a different conversation. Tyler Hero, um, all I'm saying is that in ways that they were maybe a little less open-minded when Justice Winslow was – available like basically theirs and they could either take the picks or take the player um i think that they would think about it if they got the type of offer that would restock the cupboard a little bit um that's wise too by the way that's what
0: we talked about earlier we're getting creative and stuff like that might be the way to go if you're trying to land one of these guys like they that's just kind of where they're at now when it comes to you know their asset situation
3: right is so marco is two future first from a team that we know is going to be a playoff team like let's say like a san antonio ish type team like maybe not san antonio but whatever like a memphis even or like someone like that that you know is going to be in the running um is a couple first round picks from and this is totally hypothetical listeners is a couple first round picks from a team like that more valuable like the hope trafficking that comes with those picks is it more valuable than tyler hero as a player today
4: Wow. Oh. Uh damn that's that's Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh for me, I think Tyler I will say this, Tyler is more valuable if you hold on to him for until the trade deadline and he improves his value, um you know, I think you'll have a bounce back year. I think his value is going to go way up. Uh I think that's kind of gone under the radar. Uh but you look at all the teams out there that are playoff or French playoff teams, like, like San Antonio, like those kind of teams are, don't usually go for those type of trades like, like that. Uh, or like Indiana was brought up earlier, like maybe they're desperate enough for that type of move. Uh, but I think his value is definitely going to go higher. Uh, the more we get into the season, uh, if you, I think you're kind of, putting all your eggs into the Tyler basket. Now, if you just trade them for the essentially kind of filler at this point, uh, and I think, I think his value is, I, I think his value at this point, is probably the lowest it's going to be. Uh, that's for sure. And yeah. if you're going to trade them now, it, it might look a little rough down the road. Uh, but if you're going to want to add more ammunition into possible trades for some, something bigger, uh, then, yeah, I, I I wouldn't hate it. Uh, it'd just be a really hard, tough pill to swallow uh, for a lot of Heat fans. But I think most of them would understand.
3: Yeah, no, me included. Like, I was all in on Hero. And, and, and I, I don't think anything like that will happen. But it's just an interesting thing to think about when you see how these bidding wars are coming up. And immediately, like, basically everybody is just saying, like, oh, well, the Heat aren't, they can't they can't get in the Beal, sir, the sweepstakes. They can't get in the Dame sweepstakes. They couldn't get in the Harden sweepstakes. Like at some point, I think they have to be a little more uh, self-aware that, uh, that this is becoming an issue, even though there are ways to get it done. And you guys know, I champion that uh, to the largest degree. Um, We're going to end here. um, And we'll just kind of go around the room with, uh, is there any team around the league when you look at the way they draft the way they operate, the way they manage their draft picks specifically, that you would want the Heat to emulate a little bit more. And I don't mean like acquiring lots of picks, but like what they actually do with the picks that they have, the way that they develop their players. I mean, you see like a team like Indiana traded the pick that was Kawhi Leonard for George Hill, and then what San Antonio did with Kawhi Leonard. Like, is there – I'm just interested to hear your guys' perspective on that.
0: That's a tough one, man.
4: Oh, man. (laughs) I'll jump in first. Uh, The the team uh, that I've constantly, for the past couple years, that I've wanted Miami to emulate in a way is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, They draft the guys who all the smart draft people always say, just draft the, the player that's really good at basketball, and you'll figure the stuff out later. You just plug them into your system. You develop them well. You don't overthink it. You just draft the best, uh, the guys that are good. That's it. It's like also the Phoenix formula as well. You're drafting the good players and you'll figure the rest out later if you have the right guys. This is why Marco should be on more because he
0: just nailed that answer. And if, you know, any of us would have gone through some of these teams, like those probably would be the two. And he just did that off the top. I mean, what a talent. No, really, like the Suns (laughs) and the Grizzlies are two great examples because it's like these guys got immediate production and value from picks that weren't necessarily top ones, obviously outside of, you know, guys like Ja and Deandre Aiden, you know, and even outside Jaron Jackson jr. Who had it down year, they've just, you know, the Suns and Grizzlies have had a lot of guys just fill out the roster, giving you production. Like I remember I watched the Grizzlies here uh, when they played the heat and it just, it was, it was not great for the heat. And it's just like a bunch of young dudes who play like older vets. It's in, like, they're just way ahead. And obviously some of those guys were spent, more time in college so they got the experience and all of that but it like marco said you just pick the guys who have already shown you that they're good right who have the most sample of being good and just figure out the rest later i think that's honestly the the best way to go about it and i think the heat have kind of done that or at least tried to do that in in some of these drafts when they do actually have the picks now just keeping the picks is kind of the the big
3: issue yeah (laughs) Shout out Nikaias, who always uh he loves all the Memphis drafts. So if and I know people uh, always uh you know poke at Nikaias for some of his draft day takes because they've been hilarious. But overall we know he's one of the smartest basketball minds and he always loves Memphis draft picks. So he's with you, Marco, on that. Um so we you know we've kind of gone through all the different uh Uh, iterations of what may be able to happen we don't think the heat's going to be very active in this draft i think we're all pretty aligned there maybe buy a second round pick and because that's why how we all think they're gonna trade up into the lottery we'll see you on the next episode of five on the floor
1: bye
4: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network